Welcome everybody to the One Against the Grain podcast. I am your host, Brownie Blends, along with my co-host, Shayla Bang. Hey, what's up, Brownie? I'm good, I'm good. We finally here. We are finally here. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm I'm happy to be in this spot because I know we've been talking about it a long time, but Absolutely. to actually put some action behind words, you know, I'm I'm with that. Right, well, let's get let's get into it. This is the initial episode. This is this is the beginning. So, yes. are we gonna overdo it or what we got going? Yes, extra. Let's go in. Let's I'm be extra. extra. I'm going to be extra. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. You get it cracking. All right, cool. Okay, so first things first, we cannot act like we are not in the middle of a pandemic. And I know you are a businessman. I myself am a businesswoman, and it is COVID, and it has affected a lot of people, including yourselves. But like, how you been through all of this? I've been good, actually. I, I grew up, I've been looking at, you know, you, you be on social media, get to scrolling and things of that nature, and you start to see, you know, a lot of memes going around as far as what you should or should not be doing yeah, coming out yeah. of COVID and those yeah. things. I don't subscribe to any of that. Okay. Honestly, it's been great to me. I've been relaxed. Um, it's brought me and my wife closer together. I've tapped in with my Reunited. kids even more. It's been sensational for me. You know, uh, of course, we started the podcast. Now, look, we're yeah, here. You know I what mean, I mean? Barbershop's been closed down. I, and and it, it allowed you to tap into other things, right? Facts. Absolutely. And I know for me, it has been a beautiful thing as well because, I mean, I could look at it as it has been something not so good. But, you know, being that. Why is I, that? Why is that? Mm, because, you know, like I do events. I have a, So Oakland is my baby. And that has completely shut down. But I also felt like there there was this time that I didn't need to put the pressure on myself. I needed to recharge because I was completely exhausted. I was starting to hate what I fell in love with. And so that was a scary feeling. But um, like you said, like this has, this podcast has developed from this. But I can say one thing is being single in this shit, (laughs) being single Uh in this shit. Okay. What is that? What is that? What is that like? But first, before we get to that, first we before we get to that, I would like to say this is kind of like birth pains, right? I've never yeah. given birth. I'm a man, but I'm assuming there's the struggle before yeah. the pains, before something new comes to yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Something yeah. better comes to the world. So it's a blessing yeah, in disguise, right? It's definitely, it's definitely a blessing. I'm not taking that from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that with this, I have really understood what's essential. I have been saving a lot. (laughs) I'm able to go into Target and just walk right past and get to what I got to get to. Because before I would grab everything from the downy to a bikini in the winter. First off, first, first, <laughs> first off, Target is not essential. Why are you in Target? I mean, everything that I need pandemic? is in Target. Like, I need my gel. I need my snacks. I need my red wine. Instacart. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I also feel like because we've been trapped inside for so long, Target is like me going to the club. I, I get excited you. for my trips to Target. I got you. I got you. Well, you know, you know. Well, so those are the good things that's been birthed out of it. But I want to okay. get back to what you said about being single. Mm. 
in, during quarantine? Yes. First and foremost, I would like to congratulate you and your beautiful wife. 12 years of marriage. I think that's... 20. 20? Yeah. 20? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just want to be like, you guys, when I grow <laughs> up... You know, it has been very interesting. I have been swiping on Tinder... Um, at about 11.30, 11.45 at night, faithfully swiping left and right, <laughs> locally and nationally. Tinder, what is Tinder exactly? Tinder. <laughs> I've never, what is, is, that Tinder. Like, is that like Black Planet? That's the new version of Black Planet? Okay. Tinder, for those who don't know, is a dating app. But okay. the thing about Tinder is it has a bad name attached to it. Because they feel like everybody that's on Tinder is basically just trying to fuck. Probably, I mean, they probably are. I yeah. mean, we can't act like there's not a lot of horny people that are that's what ma- sitting that's- inside of COVID, like yeah. really struggling right now. And that's what mammals do. Right? All right, that is exactly yeah. what mammals do. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it has been interesting because now we're we're in this time. If you are single, that you have no choice but to have these deep conversations and really getting to know each other because yeah. we can't just skip that yeah. and go straight to like, what's up? You Netflix and chilling. Can I come over? Yeah. No. What's your what's your COVID nineteen results, sir? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is tricky. How do you decide who to spend your time with during <sighs> during COVID? Um, and even if the, and if they want to spend time with you during COVID, then you kind of question their character also. So if like, am I being to... used? Are you just using me because you're bored? Because I know I've been using a few people on. Because well, I've if they're bored. willing, if, especially if you just met them and they're willing to compromise their health over kind of Netflix and chilling, it kind of that's like a character thing, right there, ain't it? Um, yes, but I'm also need you to take charge of like your health, so I need you to care just as much as I do. Got you. But, I mean, I think that's sexy. Okay. Like, oh my gosh, look at my results. I'm like, okay, okay. come over. So we can, <laughs> so we can both agree that there's been ups, goods, and bads to this COVID situation. Yes, yes. You know I, mean? I, I definitely agree with that. But shout out to Good Vibrations because yeah. I have stocked up on all my vibrators. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so I'm good. Good, you in there? So look, so we we've had we've had we've heard this we've heard the stories. We've all watched TMZ. We yeah. watched, you know. Uh, the shade room and these different uh, oh, yeah, outlets. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've heard some stories about some people not really having as much success quarantined together. There's a dark side to it when yeah. you're not getting along. Yeah, they're, like being around someone for too long, you really get to know who those that person is. G- give so. us an example. Um, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lane. Oh, Can we go into that? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we talk about that a little bit? A- absolutely. <laughs> so what, what what's going on there? Well... Allegedly, um, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, Mm -hmm. that amazing Canadian guy, um, he and Megan Thee Stallion, I guess, were cooped up during this time and were dating. And allegedly, there was an altercation at Kylie Jenner's house where they pretty much left and one thing led to another. Tory Lanez has a short man's complex and he shot allegedly shot Miss Stallion in her foot. Like gunshots. Like bang bang. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Bang bang. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, like 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 bang bang. And so this right here is just really interesting because we don't know exactly what happened, but that's that's really oh, intense. Okay, let's back up a little bit, and, okay, and I don't want to I don't want to make light of the situation at all because okay, it sounds like a serious matter. Let's hear what but you it sounds say. very reminiscent of Harlem Nights. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. It's- so, quick. Okay. Pinky toe. Yes. Is that what we have here? Or is this more serious than that? It's very. It's more serious okay. than that. I, I definitely think it's more serious than that. Um, it's just unfortunate because after this whole incident, I think what I'm more so paying attention to is the fact that there has been so many jokes and memes that have been circulating via social media mm-hmm. pertaining to Megan Thee Stallion and okay. her being shot. Okay. One from 50 Cent, the asshole that he is made a joke about it and Cameron made a joke about it pertaining to Megan Thee Stallion. Tory Lanez probably shot her because she was a transsexual. That is what is going around. And so I think um, what bothers me as a black woman is like, we don't have the room to be vulnerable, to express our emotions because there was um a statement put out by Megan Thee Stallion um, pretty much verbalizing how she felt, mm-hmm. how she once again feels as a black woman. This mm-hmm. is not this is not a conversation that we've never had before. Um, not feeling protected because she's traumatized by this incident and people are making it as a joke. Well, that's, a, that's been an ongoing conversation oh, yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. about um, how black women feel unprotected. Yeah. Can you go into depth a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, it, how does, I mean, as a black woman, how, does, how do you feel about I think it's a it's a very true statement. Um, I, black women, as we know, are always at the forefront of all the incidents that are going on pertaining to law enforcement, police brutality. We are the ones to stand up for the black men. We are the ones that are risking our lives at the marches. We are in the forefront of everything, but we don't feel like we get that back from our black men. Gotcha. Because we because we are looked at as again. We are strong. Like, we always got to be strong. Like, we can't be soft. And we can't be tired. But that has a lot to do with the slave owners and how they portray black women as masculine. And, and, and you know, a little harder than, than... And so we could do more of the manual labor than anyone else. I, I, I find some validity to that. But, okay. But does it sound like we... Gener- it, that's more of a general statement, in a sense. Uh, when I look at... Um, Statistically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seventy to eighty percent of black men are married to black women. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, you could be wrong. Where you get that stuff from? I could be wrong. My sources. Okay. Because <laughs> I've well, been married for so twenty years. Let's so talk about me. <laughs> so, and and just when I look at just when I look at my inner circle, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's, you know. Mm-hmm. married to a black woman mm-hmm. and they're great with their kids, great with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not anti-interracial dating. You of know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I come from the school of you love who you love. Absolutely. Agreed. But I think, I think sometimes personal experiences mm-hmm. and media kind of tend to generalize. They don't talk about all the black men that are doing all the great things. They tend to talk about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you'll see someone like future in the headlines and, and whatever his oh, yeah. transgressions are yeah. and things of that nature. But yeah. We don't see a lot of the highlighting of what of, you know, of, of the of the black family. I, absolutely not, and and that is on us to change. I'm I'm totally in agreement with that. Um, I mean, media is doing its job. Yeah, there we're not supposed to be highlighted highlighted as 
like well put together yeah. and educated. Like we we know that much. Yeah. Um, but it is our job to change that narrative. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And and I mean, of course, that's why we're here at this podcast to to voice those things. Exactly. Um, but I can also say as as a black woman um who is not married, who is not single, and I think also it's the black men the black man man's responsibility when you're in them circles of friends and homies and they're disrespecting yeah. black women. It's your job to check your friends. Yeah. But if we're gonna hold but if we're gonna hold the black man accountable mm-hmm. for the things he does wrong, then mm-hmm. and we let's hold him let's talk about the things he does right as well. Of course, of course. As I, well. I am I'm not saying that. We yeah. definitely want to acknowledge the right things, but we are definitely gonna say what you're not doing as yeah. well. So we got some so we got so we <laughs> as a whole, we got some work to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's work in prog- progress, all of us. But a lot of times if you look at a Russell Wilson, he's looked at as the cornball. Is that and I you know what? I'm bothered by that like I've always looked at the comments and like women saying like oh he's corny all of that and I never understood that it's like yeah so what you have is here you have a black man doing everything he should be doing highlighting his family showing expressing love to his wife for his wife publicly yeah and he's a cornball yeah why um, I honestly, I don't <laughs> like think he, I don't think he's a cornball. I think it's absolutely beautiful, and I've been wanting, I've been wanting to know what Sierra's prayer has been for a long time. <laughs> um, but, but I also think that it's 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 a lot of women aren't running into those Russells. You know, I don't know if Russell Wilson Wilson. Is it Russell Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. I don't know if did he come from a two-parent household? Did he have his mother and his father? Like, a lot of that has a lot to do with how black men treat black women. You don't think so? If they don't have no examples? Well, if if that's the case, then the black man is not the problem. Then what's the problem? Maybe his upbringing. So you got to use that both ways, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not just this black man just all of a sudden he's just shit and he's just treating black women like whatever it has i mean we have to understand this is generational we have to understand like the reasonings that our black men are the way that they are is Mm -hmm. because of what they didn't have access to what they didn't have experience growing up with and also what their fathers and mothers had to deal with Uh you know so i mean i'm 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 totally in agreement of that you know like recognizing both sides i'm not just like Oh, black men ain't shit. Black, da, da, da. no. I'm also knowing that my grandfather. Yeah. You know, I, I was raised by my grandmother, and my grandfather, and they've been married for 46 years. Yeah. So I had a beautiful um, example of black love and black marriage. So I and and w- what it looks like when a black man takes yeah. care of his family. I, I, yeah, and I think it personally bothers me um, when I see black men saying that they don't like black women oh. when your mother. I've never I've never understood how it's one thing thinking it I can't understand the idea of publicly openly saying saying that so is that like an identity thing I that I mean we could that is definitely a, a, a very intense long conversation but I think like that right there like like you were saying like I have no issue with mm-hmm. who you love is who you love black green yellow orange one leg two arms I, of course you have two arms but three arms whatever mm-hmm. it is but I think it's more so don't down 
the black woman to make yourself look better or make this other person from a different race feel yeah. more yeah. superior. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's what I don't like. Yeah. My, main, my main thing with that um, is I just don't want it, while we're uh, dealing with those, that issue of yeah. black women feeling unprotected because those feelings are valid, those yeah. ideas yeah. are valid and we see it every day. Yeah. I just, the same way uh, black men are portrayed in the media yeah. by, uh, they, uh, the media over sensationalizes crime. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. that's that's those are the pictures that we see out there. Yeah. Um, I I think we need to highlight the black men that are doing you know phenomenal things For sure. and, and doing right by their families and, and all this thing. And I think it's changed a lot, in my opinion. Right I think it's changed a lot. You know, over a, over a lot of years. Yeah. You know, people actually fighting. You know, for their families yeah. and things of that nature. So I I don't know if. I, I I know it's a valid point, but I also think it's a little bit. Um, the numbers are a little skewed. It has to be that. valid because this isn't just this this narrative of like black women not feeling protected just didn't come out of nowhere. You know mm. what I mean? So it's it's definitely valid, but also to what you're saying, it's very important to highlight the goods that are going on with our black men. So do, so if you're walking down the street mm-hmm. and somebody tries to uh, attack you. Do, and you see another black man standing I'm from East there. East Oakland, so it's it, gonna be a problem. Okay, all right. No. Well, you're not. <laughs> well, you from the suburbs, yeah. <laughs> no, all right. Well, look. So if you see, if you're walking down the street and you uh-huh. see another uh, uh, somebody trying to attack you, do you feel confidence if you see a black man standing there that he'll step in and defend you in that instance, or are you unsure? I'm unsure. Why are you unsure? Because, but also, I don't even necessarily. Okay. I don't necessarily know if that is because he, because of what I have witnessed, or is it because a lot of times where we are now with social media, no one's helping no one. So it's kind of hard to say, will I feel like this black man won't help me because black men don't protect black women? Or is it because a lot of times people, a lot of times these days, people just don't want to get into stuff and they'll just pull out their camera. So I I don't know. Ah, that that's kind of hard to to say. That's really kind of hard to say. Got you. So that's a. Deep- I mean, I would hope so. I mean, I would I would pull it. I would help him. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get my ass beat, but you know, I'm still gonna try. But in general, we got to have each other's back anyway. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. we are all we have, and we definitely need to have each other's back. Yeah. Before we go any further, I just want to shout out our sponsor for the day, Ike Sandwiches. Um, they got if you never tried them, they got some of the best sandwiches around Eat all it. through the Northern California. They took care of us and the crew today. Yeah. Um, also, also big shout out to everybody that helped us uh, bring this together today. Uh, big Sean Durant done, done a great job um, leading the yeah. way. Uh, my sister uh, Latoya Harris Latoya. been kind of shadowing him. Hey. Latoya Anthony, I gave you. <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? I got it. <laughs> And then we got Mike and Ben, <laughs> the sound guy. And Barbara Drew came through and uh, hooked me up with the nice Evolve little taper today. He got me space. real real fresh yeah. for the day. We also want to give a big shout out to Evolve yep. down here in Oakland on 17th. They let us use their space today. Yeah. 23rd, actually. They let us use their space to record mm-hmm. today. So we appreciate that appreciate and everyone, everyone everyone else involved. And shout out to the sponsors and everything once again because you guys are definitely helping us bring this podcast together. So back to business. I want to ask a question. Um, I reached out to some of my IG followers and I wanted to get a few questions that we can ask on this podcast. And so I want to ask Brownie this question and I will chime in as well. Shoot. 
The question is, how do you compromise in a relationship without losing yourself? That's an excellent question. And I'm going to give you an answer from experience. Okay. The way I see it is, in a relationship, compromise is good. You got to have compromise. Mm -hmm. But... it has to be balanced. You don't want to have you don't want to have more compromise than compatibility. Right, right. And so what happens is is people find out that they're just not very compatible. Yeah. And so they end up having seventy percent compromise, thirty mm-hmm. percent comp- uh, compatibility, mm-hmm. and that's where the issue is. So when you can, the more you start to compromise the more you start to lose yourself, it's inevitable. And then you end up just resenting the person. And know, then you just end up leaving, right? Up. What's that? And then you just end up leaving. And then you just end up leaving. Taking the babies so, and you out. Yeah. So okay. now, although I do although I do agree that opposites attract, yeah. you can grow together. Yeah. But, I mean, y'all got to at least like the same cereal. Abs- do we? Or something. It got to be something there. Like, you, you like Jordan 1s together? Something? Y'all both like... Okay, so you're saying that there's something that you guys have to like together. There has to be, there has to be some type of compatibility. Okay, I got an example. What if you are a going out person uh-huh. and your partner is not a going out person? And your partner wants you to go out with them a few times a month, but you don't want to. I think I how think, do you balance that? I think that makes it exciting, to be honest with okay, you. Okay, okay. Because if your partner doesn't go out as much, now it, it all depends. If they don't go out as much, and then when you want to go out, they're like, "No, I don't want to go. You just go by yourself." Mm-hmm. Over time, that could wear on you. That happened to me. Yeah, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you go out and your partner doesn't, it makes it more exciting when. Yes! When you do get them, when you yes. when you do get your partner out, because you get to show her all these right. new things, and that, I think that's the good part of yeah, it. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, I, I definitely experienced that and lived that. I was in a relationship where my partner was an introvert completely, uh, uh-huh. and if you know me, I be I'm now I'm like an ambivert. I'm in, I'm introverted, extroverted uh-huh. type of person now. Uh-huh. But back in the day, I was a party promoter, and I just always had to be out, especially with what I do and for uh-huh. my brand. Exactly. My partner hated anything, hated going out, uh-huh. all of that. But what sucked was I met my partner in the club, uh-huh. and. My partner stopped getting dressed, stopped doing all those things. And so I would continue to ask my partner, like, all right, you know, like, I just have to go to this one place real quick. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a turn up person like that, but I still needed to go show face. And my partner would deny it every time. And that definitely got boring. And we broke up. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I think I, I don't think, have to beg you. Yeah, I you think know? you know. I think, and, and a lot of people get uh, caught up in uh, is it astrology, like the signs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those things and some of that How stuff. That? Some of those stuff had uh, it is real. It's eerie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, some of it be you know spot on. I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. That's pretty much right. The number one sign, mm. the Sagittarius. Oh, all of, all Capricorn. Of, what do you mean? All the great. I'm let you have your little moment, your little fake moment right now. Go ahead. Capricorns, I know them <laughs> to be a little on the uh, me me side, a little, a little, a little selfish. What? And, 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 and another thing, I, another thing I notice about Capricorns. What? Capricorn, Capricorns love the result of shit. They don't necessarily enjoy the the grind. Capricorns love to like. 
Are they, you? Lo- they love to see the house built fully furnished, but they don't want to show up when they lay oh. in the, the cement or 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 or, or uh, drawing up the blueprints and all that stuff. They I'm just want to flip they- this table over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, 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 the the grind. So you said, am I wrong? You're talking to someone who that's my life, grinding and hustling and building things from the bottom up. Well, but no, no, having to grind is one thing. Enjoying the grind. Do well, you, does you find, any, does, do you find pleasure in the grind? Does anyone enjoy the grind? Absolutely. So you the process. You got to so you the and, so you. Okay, it's one thing to have to do the process to get there. We have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't try to rush anything, but do you enjoy you enjoy the pain, the grind, the inconsistencies? You enjoy that? I think. I think somewhat. I, I, I think the. I think the process. In order for, I'm a big. I'm a big passion over paycheck guy, right? Yeah, me too. I don't do anything. Uh, my business partner's been talking to me about insurance deal. He's been doing excellent at it. Mm-hmm. I just cannot bring myself to do anything that I'm really not passionate about, regardless of well, the, yeah. the money it makes. Of course. So usually I tend to do things that uh, spark interest that I real feel real passionate about. Yeah. So. That whole process, um, as a barber, cutting hair, the process of uh, late nights watching YouTube videos, researching yeah. Yeah. Uh, new equipment, yeah. all that stuff, the groundwork. That whole grind was was uh, what helped get me. Loving that, I feel, contributed to me uh, accomplishing all the things I've done in that industry. Okay, so I think that you love it now because you've already gotten through that. No, I loved it. I loved it then. I was so like the first love, person to the barbershop, the last so one to leave. Lo- okay. I loved it then. I mean, I, I can't personally say that you didn't like it or love it. I just know that, I mean, the the end result and the reward is what makes me enjoy the process. But going through the ups and downs, no, I don't enjoy it, but I do it. Because it's my passion. Yeah, a Capricorn. And I, and I do yeah. it because... Yeah, Capricorn. You just... We're, we're, so we're on the same page. No. Yeah. You're, saying, you're yeah. saying, like, we just want it done and and enjoying everything that's inside. You don't want to go... I don't feel like anybody wants to go through that. You think people want to actually sit there and struggle and have zero dollars in their bank account? Okay. And be a, you don't I'm think... I'm ambitious. I'm a hustler at the end of the day. I'm going to get it done. But if I could... If, if I could skip a million steps to get to where I need to get to. Wow, that's I've insane. Been, that's I, insane to me. You, so, you, so hold on, hold on. So you really, so sh- Miss Bang, See. you really didn't think what? Kobe Bryant enjoyed those jump shots at practice in the gym. So you don't think no, he, he had to. I think he enjoyed that more than the game. He had to do it to get to where he had to get to. So you don't think he enjoyed it? I mean. Capricorn. That's all I said. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I mean, I mean you got to do what you got to do. I think I only enjoy it after I see the result. The result. <laughs> back to back. So I think we found some clarity there. Fine, fine. You worded it wrong, anyways. But anyway, but anyway, like we said, mm-hmm. you have to have compatibility. Yeah. Um, I think there has to be a healthy balance. Um, I think also. I don't know if compatibility can carry you. So I think 
sometimes people OD when they meet someone, they OD and they're like, oh my God, we we finish each other's sentences. And yeah, yeah, it's just that. like, yeah, whatever. That I think we OD on that. And then when when that burns out, it's kind of so I, I feel like it has to be balanced yeah. on both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I much. I would there are some things I would like to be compatible with with my partner, but having some things that are different, absolutely. I think yeah. that's what makes that's what makes the relationship exciting. If we're just, oh, we finish each other's sentences, like yeah. you said, and we enjoy the same cereal yeah. and we enjoy the same walks in the park. And we like I think that would get very repetitive and boring. Yeah. So, you know, show I, me something new. I think I think uh I, I think me and my wife, we are like probably like 60 40 and what i say about that it's like probably 60 60 compromise 40 percent probably oh, okay, compatibility cool which i think is a very good ratio that but is. it's exciting also because yeah. she kind of offsets me yeah you know what i mean i'm kind of like ah, let's go with the flow i'm with it she's kind of like got the hawk eyes in them she's a cancer so she kind of got the hawk eyes in the back like watching yeah. uh, you know and and usually sometimes she tells me like I oh, don't watch out for that person I'll be like oh you full of shit get out of here then months you go should. by and she's and she's absolutely right then I got to go back and tell her she was yeah. right but that's why I think it's it's exciting when you have like a healthy uh um balance, balance. you yeah, know yeah, yeah. in that so I don't I think agree. you want to be too far on each no. on, on either on either end so but I'm in totally agreement on that one. And if you guys have any responses or questions that you want to add to that, please send that to one against the grain at gmail.com. No, that's one against the grain podcast yeah. at gmail.com or at Shayla Bang One. <laughs> you can DM me some of your questions or at Brownie underscore yeah. blends. There's only one Brownie underscore blends, B L E N D Z. The right one. Okay, so. We talked about compromising. We talked about compatibility. And overall, this whole podcast is about the COVID craze. So just recently, you know, like I can't say that I'm a huge sports person, even though I played basketball and all that till I was like 23. But I think I'm more so one of those people that like to actually participate in it opposed yeah. to watch it. Now, as a grown woman, I watch it for other reasons. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but that's horrible. That's I absolutely mean, horrible. Anyways, <laughs> so let's. And I know Brownie, you are a huge sports fanatic fan, and, and a lot of your clients are, are in the industry. But let's talk about this NBA bubble. I've heard a little bit about it. It's so interesting. And tell me about it. Teach me about it. The NBA bubble is, I guess it's the NBA's uh, way of trying to finish this season during yeah. the COVID craze. Be, okay. Because obviously there must be a ton of money on the line. Oh, you know what I mean? it must be, the NBA. It must be millions at stake oh, for them to course. put this together. Of course. So what happens is the NBA decides to go to Orlando. Okay. And when they say bubble, I think we can all imagine what a bubble means. Yeah, like yeah. a fort, like it's this radius, trap like everybody yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. Once you're in there. There's one way in, no way out until wow. until a bubble burst, until it's over with. Yeah. But what you what happens is now you got to eat there, sleep there. From there's no there's no clubs in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> there's no. Uh, so the uh, lifestyle that the players were used to. Yeah. I can only imagine coming in. I can only imagine coming in as a rookie. Like you have your idea of like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to the NBA. I'm excited. Like all this money, yeah. these chicks, bottles popping yeah. and having to go into it like this. And 
and even people maybe who have been in the league for maybe even still fresh and used to that type of lifestyle, but still trying to control themselves and stay within that space. Yeah. Now, mind you, now, mind you, this is completing the end of the season. So we're away from like draft day and those things. So the mindset is going to be different for some guys because going into this bubble, they're just happy to be back at work. True. You know what I mean? There's only a certain percentage of, of athletes that are, hundred million dollar guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest yeah. of them are just happy to be at work. So the yeah. mindset is different. But with that said, there is like, you know, athletes are creatures of habit. You know yeah. what I mean? They're used to they're used to routine things and they, yeah. they like their they personal time. You know what yeah. I mean? They like to hang out. They like to spend money, go to nice restaurants, do things like that. Now you kind of have a menu you're, uh, you know what I mean? That yeah. you ordering off of. You um, well, Somebody's dropping it off to your door. You can't really get around yeah. um, like you want to. So I, it, it has to be a little bit of culture shock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also coming off of... You know, they the world's been kind of shut down mm-hmm. for the prior four months. So, you know, yeah. going into something like that, it's like going from lockdown to lockdown. Now, this is like uh, not your regular inmate being locked up away yeah. in jail. This is more like El Chapo style locked up. You of know, course. they probably got everything they want, but it's, it's probably similar to maybe like a, a naval base or Air Force base or something like that. How they have everything. Like if you went up to Travis, they have grocery stores, they have retail stores, they have everything within and it's huge. Yeah. So it's probably something similar to like that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know uh, how much moving around is going on. They do one interesting thing is they built a uh it's been all in the news. They built a uh, pop-up barbershop there. Okay. So they got six barbers. And for what I understand... Um, They're missing one. For what I had this... They're yeah. missing one. Yeah, just... Yeah. They just... Yeah. They don't want those they blends. Want, oh, yeah. They don't want you those blends. <laughs> <laughs> but for what I understand, yeah. they have... Um, everybody's tested. Okay. You know, in and out. Okay. You have to stay for three to four... Possibly four months. Oh, wow. And you can't get no visitors coming in, like family, no kids, no nothing. No visitors, wow. no okay. family, no kids, no nothing. I think it's just you're stuck in the Me. NBA bubble. Oh. But we got to get this money by any means. We got to finish this season off. Yeah, you... I, you have just taught me some things. Um, and it sounds very interesting, but I'm also like, well... Do you want them million dollar contracts, five hundred thousand contracts? I'll be in a bubble. Like, what you need? Cross crossover, a few like I, whatever you, whatever you, whatever you need, I'm gonna do it. But but with that restriction, there was also I mm-hmm. saw in, on social media about one of the players that actually stepped out and did his own thing and wanted to see a few ass shakings. Um, <laughs> allegedly. allegedly, I don't. I don't know the details of, of that uh, situation. Yeah, but <laughs> but from what I understand, uh, he had a that individual had the league's approval to leave. Now I think I read something where they're investigating that situation approval on what transpired once City. he once he left, but I can imagine. I mean, you live in a world where everything's at your fingertips, and then you know it's. Probably the closest you'll ever be to being confined absolutely. and locked up. Absolutely, yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. So, and it could, and you know, it it could definitely drive you crazy because I know through this, a lot of the extroverted people yeah. were like, "I need to get out. I just yeah. need to get around people. I don't care what it is. I need to go to the lake. I need to do like this. I can't like humans aren't used to not having yeah. human 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 contact. But let but let's not get it. Yeah, but let you're right. But let, let's mm-hmm. not get it twisted. You yeah. know, there's people out here without jobs. I've, you know, sure. there's people um, 
when they put in these stay at home measures, they said they they had a they called it safer at home yeah. measures. Well, yeah. some people's homes is underneath a you know a bridge structure. Oh, right? of course. So you know we got a large homeless population in we California. We have a huge unemployment's get supposed to end this month, and they're saying that the, mm. they're supposed to extend it. You know, for a lot of people. And yeah, I mean, kind of hard to. Kind of to, hard to complain, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I, oh, when, I to, that's what I was those, like. I totally agree. In those situations. It's so, definitely, but, definitely hard to complain because but, like, like you said, um, the situations and, and living situations for a lot of these people are mm-hmm. different. Not even necessarily saying they are going to somewhere where it, they, it could be them in a yeah. box, but yeah. abusive situations, um, you know, and having to deal with that, having to work. It's just we. It's a lot of things that are going on behind closed doors that we don't. Uh, know about so I uh, yeah I definitely am not really showing like I don't feel bad <laughs> for them either way I'm either sure way. hey look we got sports back that's all you I give know. a fuck about we got we got some sport we got <laughs> ladies your time is up you had his attention I, but what I don't like is the uh the fanless basket the fan I that that just doesn't yes. that just doesn't work for me. I seen how they use like the paper mache fans out there. At kinda, the baseball, oh, baseball. That it, was it's a, eerie. I can't. You know, you know. Part of playing sports is the energy, the adrenaline, the adrenaline them. rush. You know when you went, you know when you in elementary school and you you get to junior high school. And you playing basketball with your friends, and then the girl you like walk up, and then all of a sudden you got a little extra step in your step in that little crossover. I genuinely think that's what fans bring yeah. to the game. So without that, I think it's like no matter what they call it, it's gonna be a scrimmage until it's they. Be- it's gonna be a scrimmage until they hand LeBron the trophy. That's about. Right? Uh, oh, you threw that in there. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much. That's kind of what we look at. That. It's a guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with that because the inner them just being on the court, it's like you want to show off. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You want to show off your skills. You yeah. want to get that reaction after you just cross somebody over. Yeah. You just dunked. But just doing that in an arena with yeah. no one in there. Yeah. And these are maybe these some are, sound effects that they'll play on, uh, you know, on the loudspeaker that'll make yeah. it seem like the fans are roaring. Yeah. I'm just trying to add some extra stuff in there, but I can only imagine how like they won't be playing for real, for real, because a lot of them people, a lot of the the, the um, athletes are friends, and so I just feel like it just won't be as serious. Okay, well that's what that, that's what we defer. Okay, okay, let, fine. Let, okay, because. You don't get to that level, friends or not. You don't get to that level without being a competitor, a competitor. Yeah, uh, these, I'm not taking that these away. These guys will slit your throat over dominoes. I'm not taking that away. Throat. <laughs> I'm not taking that away. I'm just saying I feel like they won't put as much effort on the court as they would what stands of twenty. That's true. People. That's that's true. That's but what I mean. that's true. But they're gonna have to um. They're gonna have to lose themselves yeah, yeah, in it. Once you get caught up yeah, in the yeah. competitiveness of it, I think you'll get some exciting basketball. Definitely not the level of play when you got yeah. uh, thirty thousand screaming fans at Oracle. Notice I said Oracle. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. it was different. Or you know, you got Madison Square uh, Garden and mm-hmm. places like that yeah. where uh, the fans go crazy. So I, I definitely think there'll be a drop, you know, off. But. Not much to complain about. No, again, not much to complain about because while you're playing amongst each other, you are going to go cash that fifty thousand dollar a day check, whatever it is. No complaints. No complaints. Don't feel don't feel bad for you whatsoever. What about what about football season? 
That's that's on, that's directly on the horizon. How what you, about football season? I mean, the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, we got a lot. Go, there's a lot going on. Uh, Pat Mahomes just got a five hundred million. That's insane. Tell me, tell me, game me up. I'm, I like, I'm here to add the extra entertainment of the sport. <laughs> so I will tell you who's dating who, who looks good and what, <laughs> whose muscles is popping hey, a little bit more than others. Football, <laughs> hey, hey, and, and I think you represent seventy percent of the female population right now with that. So, yeah, but but yes, go Raiders. But. Football season is around the corner. Yeah. I, I just think people That'd are looking. I just think people are looking for some sense of normalcy. Yeah, you know, like something yeah. that looks like 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because 2020 and my resolution was cold when 20 when 2019 mm. ended. And I my my resolution was lit. Guy had other plans. Yeah, right? I mean. God had other plans and look where we're here. Oh, so yeah. it's like you you definitely have to humble yourself and, and find the beauty in it all. And um I can also say when you talk about football, because I know how yeah. intense the Raiders nation is. And yeah. I know so many people that were ready to catch that flight to Vegas. Yeah. So I can only imagine yeah. the hurt and yeah. the pain that yeah. they are going through right yeah. now. They're going through. But I think overall, I think it was a good, it's going to be a good situation. I got a yeah. lot of good friends over in that organization, yeah. past and present. My sister used to be a writer. You got to understand, that writer stuff, like, yes. it's like, like, Dear, you know what I'm saying, of to me. I was the guy literally. That's why this that's why this podcast is so ironic. I'm gonna do. But I used to be the guy years ago, before I even started working in the sports industry, I was the guy that was calling like the nerd dude, calling the radio station that night, because I used to listen to guys you probably know you never heard of Pig Skin Pete, uh no. JT the Brick. These guys no. used to be on like your local radio station. Yeah. I'd be the guy calling from my car just to talk writer like the writers suck like why we you need to trade this pro-? that was yeah. you know, that was me to That's I went from dope. I went from that to seeing my sister on the sidelines cheering for oh, the writer. Yes. so that was like dope you know, Heck she, yeah, I know that she was- never she never put me on when I told her to solicit some haircuts for me she did but <laughs> but I put it in the I put it in the universe yeah you know what I'm saying I put it in the universe and uh that's cool I ended up going that route anyway and because I used to call the radio. It's ironic. I used to call the radio stations all the time. And then those same radio stations I call, I've been guests on all those Look radio that. stations. So that's Look how the universe works. And it's been, you know universe. what I mean? And now I'm here with Shayla Bang doing a podcast. I know, so it's right up my alley. I never called a um, sports station or radio station, but I did used to call Cindy and Night Dog on Sophie. Oh, uh, my Selby. goodness. Oh, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. That look, was just a look, little look, half town, our listeners, town nostalgia look, right there. So most of our listeners have no idea what Sophie is. Well, Can you please game them on Sophie? What's the Sobe age cutoff? Um, what is, I would say, the youngest? Yes. I would say 30, 35. I don't feel like no 30-year-olds would know about Sobe. I feel like 35 and up. 35 and up. Art. 35 and up yeah. would know about Sobe. Mm-hmm. That was back when we had this thing called the jukebox when videos were really the big. The jukebox. We could, get the on, box. we could get on the phone and we could order vi- when videos yes. were big. Now yes. people just, now videos are like 100 bucks a piece because you could just, back then it was hard to get a video done. Yeah, like you would go home after school and get and type in on, on the box whether it was, was Humpty Dance yeah. or, um, 
Nothing Like the Town by Baby Ray, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Now everybody's shooting video, <laughs> but there is a big lapse in quality of videos now yeah, compared to yeah. quality has gotten better, but it's so over flooded because everybody is trying to Yeah. You know, everybody's trying visuals to visuals are everything. Visuals are yeah, visuals, visuals are, are, everything. are everything. Visuals are everything and everybody wants it. Everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody wants it. So But yeah, we grew up we that. grew up on Sobe. We grew up on Sobe. So for for our listeners who don't know, just Google Sobe and you will see how beautifully ancient it is, but it is our childhood. Night Dog was everything. And Night Dog was basically like this this older man. He he was homeless. Mm-hmm. Night Dog was homeless. Was Night Dog homeless? He was homeless. I will always see him at the bus stop just sleeping. Wow. Wow. That's real deep East Oakland knowledge. But he had right a job. There. I mean, but a lot of people these days today are homeless and you don't even know because they can't afford the expensive rent that out here. So, yeah. but Night Dog definitely was homeless. Yeah. And I remember he, he didn't have no teeth. Yeah. Wow. He didn't have no teeth. And it, and the story was, I think, Cindy, um, was it Cindy or Chauncey Bailey? Remember Chauncey Bailey? Chauncey Bailey. Remember Chauncey Bailey? Uh-huh. Y'all don't remember Chauncey Bailey? You remember Chauncey Bailey. I'm okay, okay. You ain't real ugly now. <laughs> you ain't real ugly. Oh, no, but they gave him a job, basically. And so Night Dog was just this OG man. He probably was like 50-something years old mm-hmm. while we were like 17. He was on Sobe? Yes. You would call him like, oh, this Night Dog. I remember Night Dog. I remember I remember Al Ballard. I remember Night Al Ballard was the original. When did Chauncey Bailey come into the... Chauncey Bailey did the news. Did the news? Yes. Okay, Al Ballard was the guy. Who did? Who was that? You ain't real oh, Oakland. How's you? How's you so <laughs> Oakland and you don't know who Al Ballard is? I'm just playing. I'm just. No, playing. you ain't. No, you. <laughs> All right, look, look. If y'all want to take a tour, yes. through East Oakland. <laughs> a nice little tourist attraction. Okay. Take Edwards Ave, go down the hill, take a ride on 73rd, look to your left. That's the that's the Sobe building that's right the there. That's building. where I learned how to swim at. They used to have a swimming pool in they that. They did go- used yeah. to have a swimming pool there. Yeah, they had a swimming pool there. They did right, used to have a swimming pool. Right there. across the street from East My Mall. My friend and I, my friends and I, we did a talent show on on uh-huh. Sobe. Really? Mm-hmm. We danced to Escape. <laughs> did y'all wear polka dot t-shirts? We had overalls on cross colors. <laughs> It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. But anyways, we just had to, you know, I think I think during this podcast and as we go forward, we're just always gonna have our moments of of nostalgia because that's just Yeah, what when it you is. yeah, when you've been in when you've been in a city, yo, it's gonna be a struggle for us have to Have you ever ne- left? It's gonna be never left. Okay, I moved so, away four times. Really? Uh-huh. To where? I moved to Atlanta, Chicago, Baton Rouge, and Charlotte. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so you've been in a matter of like what, 10 years Um, Yes. The first time I moved, yep. 20, yeah, a little over, a little over. I, got I moved you. away first time, 25. So yeah, yeah, I mean, the furthest I'm, you know, I'm in the valley now, so that's Tracy area. So that's the furthest I, I went. You know okay. what I mean? That's the furthest I went. But, it's 120 degrees all the time? No, it's not that high. Okay. It's 119. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But it is really light skinned like me, you guys. He just lives in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that was the way getting away from these expensive. You know, once I started a yeah. family, getting away oh, yeah, from these expensive sense. real estate prices. So yeah. we went out that way. Yeah, that makes sense. You a know, lot of people are. A but lot it's of but are. but it's gonna be a struggle for us to like realize that 
all our listeners won't be from the Bay Area. Oh, but yeah. It's going well, to be a struggle. game on and teach I them. I know, but it's going to be a struggle for us to not want to talk about Oakland because we yeah. got so many memories in the town. Oakland you know? is the shit. Yeah. People are people want to come here. What elementary school you went to? I went to St. Elizabeth. I went to Manzanita. Okay. And I went to St. Elizabeth. And okay. then I went to St. Elizabeth High School. Then I graduated from Skyline. Okay. So I went to St. Elizabeth. You went to St. Elizabeth? Yes. Fourth, uh, fourth, fourth grade, I went to St. Elizabeth. One year though, oh, one yeah, year they was like, get this nigga out of here. <laughs> Look, I was a, I was a very smart kid. Okay, I was just lazy in school. Okay, like, okay. I didn't like I didn't really. Your mom was I, like, I'm not this tuition. Yeah, I'm not yeah. This. She she tried. I love you, mom. She tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it just I mean I was up there forging uh, progress reports yeah. and all kind of shit. It was it, it just did. Yeah, I was bad. It too. just didn't work. Bad. It just didn't work for me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I was but bad. I went from there to. I, I went to Parker. I stayed on 79th and Ritchie Street. That's okay. deep. They don't get no more DBs open than that, okay. right? And I moved to uh, 35th for high school, my high school years. And then I spent a lot of time on 98th Ave with my cousin Hassani. Y'all know Sonny Bo. Okay, spent a yes, lot of time. Yes. That's where my aunt lives. So I would be over there on the weekends. I'd be on 35th doing a week. Then I went to Skyline. That's how I became a player. Okay. Skyline. That's, <laughs> how, that's how I became a player. Before I tied the knot. Before you tied the knot. Yeah, throw that in there. Before I tied the knot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to Skyline. I mean, can't help yep. it. Can't help it. But this has been a great First, first, first day, first time, yeah. everything like this initial yeah. everything has just been cool, and so I'm happy to just even like say that we completed this. Yeah, How I, do you feel? I feel great to get the first one under the belt. You know what I mean? I, I'm hoping that our listeners and people vibe with us. us and grow with us, and you know what I mean? Critique us and yeah, give us please their feedback, please. their interaction. We're gonna need all that good stuff. We're gonna you know need. I mean? all we're not going nowhere. We, we here. are. We are here. 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 Like we, for real. For real. For real. We're not going nowhere. So I, I got one more person I want to shout out. I forgot please, to shout out. I please, please, to, please, please. I forgot to shout out the lovely Michaela. Oh yes, Michaela. She 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 helped put a lot of this stuff together from behind the scenes. She's way out in Charlotte right now working. Oh, is that what she is? Yeah, she works okay. in she works in Charlotte, so she does everything remotely. Okay, but. Thanks to her for uh, coordinating, you know, a lot of this stuff. Um, Who put that sharp line in your head? Barbara Drewski. Ah! That's, hey, Barbara Drew. That's 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 my. Do- Can I give y'all an interesting story about Please. Barbara Drew? Interesting story. Yes. So, so one of my, I have a barbershop in Tracy. Okay. As well as Oakland. Yes. As well as Stockton. Okay. You want me to keep going? Yes. All right, whatever. I'm flexing. Yes. But look, Barbara Drew. I was online because I'm a big uh, advocate of like. Uh, developmental stuff yeah so i was the type that would like not necessarily search for licensed barbers i wanted to search for guys who you know were entry level into the game yeah so uh a friend of mine sent me a a dm of this barber no i seen a friend of mine post something and i saw him cutting he was in the garage i said man he was young i said man he has he got skills he shouldn't be in the garage i said i need to uh let me reach out to him so reached out to him i said bro you want to be a professional He's like, shit, shit, I'm on, whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's his attitude, right? He said, let's right, do it. That means let's do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I set up a meeting with him. As he came through, came to the shop. He liked it. We put him through the apprentice program. The rest is the history. To me, to me, yeah. he's to me, he's one of the best in the game. That's I mean, I, I like I argue with anybody, you know what I'm saying? I go head to head with anybody guy. You know, and I feel like I'm one of the best in the yeah, game. But Barbara okay. Drew got this touch that's crazy to me, okay, and I love Barbara it. Drew. And so he been he been rocking with me. I might need you to get in his bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so he I've been rocking with Drew. Whenever I got some big, he's out, he's actually a brand ambassador of our hair product, Royal Finish, the men's grooming That's products. He's so he's pushing that. He hadn't posted anything lately, but um he is <laughs> our brand ambassador. So we gotta get sure, active. Post something tonight. And we go get some uh we go get some movement with that, you know what I mean? And and also wanna shout out my business partner Joseph Cannon sitting somewhere at home. Getting some money, I know that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who, you, who you got? What's up with what's up with uh so Oakland? What's up with your uh you got a makeup line, accessory no, line? What you got going? I talk don't, to I don't. Um talk to the people. Tell them yes, what you got going. Well, you know, I've just been working on So Oakland and, and growing that and trying to help my community. I was I raised three hundred thousand to give back to small black businesses in Oakland. So that's I a, so I money. just been able to distribute those funds because a lot of these individuals that have been applying for these loans, these small businesses aren't getting uh, the responses or the money yeah, that yeah. they need and yeah. are forced to shut down. And small businesses, black businesses are the heart of our communities. Mm -hmm. And so whatever I can do to assist them, that's what I'm doing. So usually, um, around this time, I'll be throwing a festival August 2nd to celebrate So Oakland Day, which is proclamated by the mayor. So it's officially I've, So I've, Oakland Day, July 30th. I've seen that shit go crazy. Yeah. I, I remember, I know, remember, I remember seeing you guys post parties at this spot called, you call it the compound, right? Oh, that was what? our, that was the beginning on right 35th on, School Street. Right on school, 35th yeah, School five Street. Five years right ago. Right there, right? Yep. Then, Cuzzo told me one time about uh, a party that was going on in West Oakland. Yeah, 7th Street. 7th Street. Or was it at... Um, no, it wasn't 7th was Street. Regular only. I mean, was it at the regular only spot? It was outside. Across street from the bar? 7th Street. 7th Street. So then, next thing I know, I look up, and it's, look, it's a fucking festival. Yeah. Like, how did you pull that off? I just knew that it was something that I always wanted to do. I mean, I we grew up in the time of festival at the lake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think during those times, it was just like black families. It was just such an it was just such a dope feeling. And so I think the whole thing, not think, but I know for me, the whole thing behind So Oakland was creating just nostalgia, creating memories. And yeah. we can't bring back the '90s, but it's the feels that I wanted to hold on to. So I knew that. With the mayor giving me so, so Oakland Day and giving me this proclamation, I just didn't want it to sit there like, oh, it's July 30th, it's so Oakland Day. I was like, I want to create legacy and have something that's forever going and growing into something you. that everybody could attend and go to. So that's where So Oakland Day Fest started. And so to hit up to hit five years on Thursday is wow. is a blessing. And then also just building my bang brand and just trying to be, you know, town business, the and ultimate hustler. <laughs> and it's still and it's still growing. And it's oh, oh, What's, it's still right, it's, it's still growing. The partnerships have have grown. Um and I know next week we're giving away uh, $5,000, $1,000 to five families mm -hmm. during this time just to assist with bills, whatever it is. So I'm okay with COVID being the way that it is right now because it's, it's pausing the actual having to throw events. And so I'm able to focus on like community efforts that I've always wanted to put gotcha. my energy into. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's dope. That's you know, dope. Well, we finna, hey, well, that's, it's only finna get better. It's only, here. yes. I don't up. think, I don't think nothing less. I always think up. One against the grain is One here to stay. One against the grain is We're here, here to stay. I also want to give a, um, a special shout out. I don't know if I said early to um, our, our, uh, Sound guy at Cruise Control. His yes. name is Ben. That's another ironic oh, story. Okay, is, tell me that story. 
of course, I, most people know I've been a part of uh, LeBron James' show, The Shop, by Uninterrupted mm -hmm. on HBO. Mm -hmm. Y'all check that out. It's still streaming right now. That's The Shop, HBO, uh, on demand. Check it out. Um, ben happened to be uh, working for Uninterrupted, and I had no idea. He was mm. actually, you know, doing some engineering Look for at them. That. You never know. So that's so it's dope that he's helping us out on our podcast Heck today. Yeah. So shout out to At Cruise Control, uh, dope personality. Um, Glad to have him around. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep yep. growing. Um, shout out to my future man, if you out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait to come home to you. <laughs> so, so I think that's it for the yes, first episode of One Against the Grain. We hope y'all liked it. We hope I'm Brownie like, Blends and you. I am Shayla Bang. Make sure you follow me at Shayla Bang One on Instagram. And what is your ID again? At Brownie underscore Blends. And we will continue to bring you everything against the grain.